Welcome to Have You Got Your Shit Together with me, Caitlin Orion, the podcast that celebrates not having your shit together. On today's episode, we have Cyan. She is 20 and is at the start of her journey into music, modelling and fashion. She's a UK R&B pop artist from South London with Jamaican and St. Vincent heritage. She's got an infectious personality and I think you'll agree by the end of this episode that she's going to go very far in life. I hope you enjoy it. Here is Cyan. Well, we have been on a fucking journey to get here, haven't we, Cyan? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bearing with us. Just for listeners at home, we have been to three different studios, two different districts of London. Is that what you call it? A district? To try and make this happen. And uh, third time's a charm. Headphones working, microphone working, vibes. Yeah. (laughs) Currently got my fingers and my toes crossed. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for bearing with us. And thank you so much for being here. It's such a pleasure to have you here. It's no problem. And said lots of very high things about you. So on a scale of shit to together, Mm -hmm. how are you feeling today? Solid five. Solid five. Was it higher before we moved studios about three times? No. Okay. No. What's giving five? Um, Why is it giving five? Because my room's a mess. Yeah. And I have loads of stuff to do tomorrow and today. Yeah. So coming back to a room that's going to be untidy. Yeah. That's a bit unsettling. Yeah, that is like one of the (laughs) first things that goes for me when I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed by life. Like the room becomes a chaotic expression of my inner person. But I know what needs to be done. Listen, you're making lists. (laughs) Um, Okay, um, on that then, what does having your shit together mean to you? Having my shit together means being on a beach and not having to worry. Yeah. (laughs) Somewhere hot. Yeah, yeah. That's what that means. Um, Just knowing that everything is okay. Everything is okay. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? In the grand scheme of things. But just no worries. Everything's cool. Mm. I know that if I just want to randomly hop on a plane, buy a house, do something drastic, lose 20k if I want, (laughs) type vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my idea of having my shit together. Yeah, like a like a space of calm, really. Just content. Mm. Everything's cool. Mm -hmm. You know, have a massage if you're stressed, type vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're saying that you are about a five today. What do you think could make you higher? Um, Sorting out my room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorting out my room, sorting out my clothes. Um, So I feel prepared for this week. That's also it. I haven't got my schedule for what the rest of my week looks like. And the week has started. So that's also put me on edge a bit because I don't know what I'm preparing for. Yeah. And is that that common for you? Do you kind of go into week not really knowing how it's going to look? Yeah. Yeah. I should be used to it by now, technically. Think, now, not yeah, even that way. I, I should be used to it. But I think because this week um, I'm doing something in fashion, which mm. is away from what I usually do, not knowing how my week looks like is a lot more unusual yeah. than how it usually Normally is. Because I feel like that's quite a normal thing when you're like self-employed or like you know yeah. pursuing artistic, an artistic life. Like I definitely wake up each week and I'm a bit like my none of my weeks look the same and it is that thing of like even though that is the norm for me like it still is anxiety inducing because it's so hard to get into like a rhythm yeah yeah there is no rhythm there is no rhythm baby um what kind of things do you find like grounding then what helps you when you're kind of you know your structure is a bit all over the place what are the things that you have that keep you grounded having other friends in the 
industry that yeah. are literally going through the exact same thing yeah. so you don't feel like you're insane oh my god you yeah. know and being able to have a meeting randomly on a wednesday at 1 p.m and be able to hit up your friend and be like oh, are you around like yeah let's go for lunch or something because you know the friends that i have that are employed nine to five yeah. i'm not gonna see them yeah. until the weekend and that it normalizes like a abnormal lifestyle i think doesn't it because for sure when i when i first left drama school i was living with um three friends who all worked nine to fives and i literally felt like a cat or like a puppy that was like waiting for them to come home and play with me like and it makes you start to feel a bit insane and like your lifestyle isn't very normal but if you connect with people who are on similar schedules it's it's so yeah I mean, it isn't normal, but Mm. then you feel a bit more normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, talking to those people and stuff. That and... Yeah, I would just mainly say that. That's that's what, like, helps me. Mm. Because when you know that people are in similar boats, you always hear, you know, you're not alone and all that kind of stuff, you know. It's great to say, but if you don't actually feel it... Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, what's the point? So, yeah, I'm actually able to feel that. Yeah. I'm not the only one that feels like they're going insane every day. And I think London is so big and you can feel so lonely in it because everyone's kind of like in pursuit of their own goals, kind of that hustle culture thing. And I think if you Mm -hmm. can't check in with your friends who kind of like ground you I like I had an ex-boyfriend who was like I've never met someone who goes on so many like mate dates but for me it's that thing of like I needed to see someone each day who was kind of in a similar boat to me so that I didn't feel like I was going a bit insane yeah yeah and we need each other as much as like yeah it's yeah it's crazy Mm -hmm. it's so crazy so um so before everything went wrong when we were two studios ago, Mm. um, I kind of asked you to summarise what you do because um, from what I know about you, you're a very multifaceted artist. So if you want to share with the people listening, how would you pitch yourself? (laughs) So I would say I'm a musician and model first. Great. That's the easiest way Mm -hmm. to digest things. But in general, I'm a creative. Um, So I like want to produce my own TV series. I want to go into styling, fashion-wise. All of these things are kind of interlinked, especially Mm. being like an independent artist. A lot of these things that I want to get into, you naturally have to do yourself or, you know, find someone who can. But often with being an independent artist, you don't have the budget to do all of that. Yeah. So you could say I'm a graphic designer, a videographer, you can say I'm all of those things technically by nature because I've had to do... You've had to learn. By force. (laughs) Some of those things... I've grown to enjoy some of those things. The minute I get money, someone's doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I would um, describe myself as, just a creative all round. But those two are the main things happening in my life. Yeah, because we were saying as well about how there's like... I was speaking to a friend who who's similar in terms of he's an actor, but he also wants to pursue music and he he like wants to write and all of those things. And how I'd ever had a conversation with him about it's quite a British thing that we feel like we have to pigeonhole ourselves into the one art form to make it more like palatable for people. I guess in this moment where someone's like, "What do you do?" It's yeah. easier if you're just like, "I am this thing." Yeah. But actually, like, it depends what they say they are. Yeah, yeah. I usually let them go first, yeah. um, so <laughs> that it makes the one more that's sense. closer to yeah. them. <laughs> Makes more sense, um, especially because I meet a lot of creatives as well. But often a lot of people are saying the same things, like they're 10 other things. And it's not necessarily... That's the thing. I can actually say that most of the things that I do creative-wise 
is because it's something I'm genuinely passionate about and want yeah. to do. But a lot of the times now, creatively, people are having to tap into other creative sides that they don't necessarily want to because they still have to make money. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like that's why a lot of times when speaking to people in the creative industry, they're doing so many other things because they'd rather do something else creative, not necessarily more like what they want to do yeah. than do a normal nine to five. Yeah, a hundred percent. And so, I think yeah. I think as well with the industries that like, you know, we're trying to pursue, whether that's like music or acting, like in order to pursue it at a higher level, there's like gatekeepers that are like saying whether you can or cannot do that. And therefore, because you're pushing up against that, you kind of need another creative outlet to kind of satisfy that artist in you, I guess. Yeah. Like, rather than like what you're saying, doing a nine to five job, because yeah. that just wouldn't satisfy us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like... I really love taking photos as well Amazing. and I like videoing but I hate editing. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> like I hate editing. No. But if someone offered me a lot of money for editing I might con- consider doing it. <laughs> yeah, Do you know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that's the thing where I'm saying like tapping into creative things that you know you can do and mm. you're completely capable of. Yeah. Um, but just because you have to make ends meet sometimes Literally. it has to be done. Yeah. So when did you like first get into music and modelling? Right, so with music, yeah. I've always been a musical person, mm-hmm. always really into, like, musical theatre until I was, like, I don't want to, like, act on stage in front of people because that's really scary. Yeah. Well, I did that, but then I realised that this is not just anxiety, you just don't enjoy doing this. Wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I do love, like, musical theatre and stuff, mm. so I used to do a lot of that when I was, like, really young. Um, and then when I went to school, I was, like... In the choirs and stuff mm-hmm. and doing loads of singing and solos and then when I went to college to study music I did a vocal artist course in yeah. college um and I was like once I do this then I'll take music seriously because mm-hmm. I've literally just decided without even really knowing that I've taken a completely musical path like a vocal artist course for two years is a very niche <laughs> thing yeah, to yeah. do so um I did that and I was like once I finished this course I'm going to, you know, there's no looking back. I have to just go for it now. Mm. Otherwise, I've just wasted my life. Yeah, yeah. And what would you say, like, your influences are then? Oh, like, musically, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, like, reggae. So I'd say, like, um, people like Jack Yore and Beers Hammond. And then, like, R&B-wise, I would say, like, people like Monica and Jasmine Sullivan, which I know Jasmine Sullivan's only starting to get her flowers now, but, like, that was the only CD, really, that my mum was playing in the car wow. from, like, when she released her album in 2008. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Fearless, but, yeah, that's all. We used to listen to that and Monica and stuff, so, really, my mum's influenced me a lot. Yeah. Like, my mum and my family, because I come from a family where a lot of people are DJs, so, cool. naturally, even if I couldn't sing... I'd probably be doing something musical because that's what I grew up on. And modelling-wise, I've always been scared to model because when you hear, like, modelling stories, it's mostly, like, disasters. Yeah, it just sounds like trauma. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And I was was just at a place where I was like, I'm not secure enough to do this. Like, most of modelling is just rejection. That's Mm. the reality of it. And And it's on stuff that you literally have no control over as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Other than your weight, which is, like, a dangerous thing to exactly. get into a so relationship like, with. Exactly, so, like, you don't know why a casting director hasn't picked you and it's not because you're not pretty or you don't have the features or because you're not yeah. small enough or whatever. It could just 
you know, that's maybe that's just not what they're looking for. But yeah. if you're not secure enough in yourself, you're not going to take it that way. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I was scared for a long time. Mm. And I kept getting scouted and I was like, you guys are really scary. Just buy them away. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. Not another one. Oh my God, I've already said no, guys. <laughs> so I was like, let me take control. So about two years ago or maybe like a year ago or something like that, I decided to start freelance modelling because a lot of people would scout for me, but then they would also offer me jobs. And I was like, well, I'm not going to turn down money if you want me to like try on clothes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're going to pay me and give me the clothes afterwards. I don't mind. So so I started to freelance. I was like, you're in control. You pick what you want. You Mm. do what you want. Um, But it just became a thing of I didn't have enough time to keep... It's a full-time job freelancing. If you actually want jobs, you have to be on it every single day trying to get jobs for yourself. And that was just too tiring for me because I had other things going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't want to go with like a big agency because I know a lot of people who are with those big agencies and they say that if you're not like one of the big models with the million followers, you typically just get left. Like everything about you is disregarded. And the only thing that you have is the fact that you're with a big agency. So that put me off. Um, But then at the end of last year, a small agency who are doing quite big things, like working with um, Kurt Geiger and just like a bunch of other big brands and doing other campaigns, this really small agency, and they approached me and was like, do you want to like be our model and we'll develop you? We're not just going to, you know, we're going to develop you as well. And I was like this sounds good because you actually have time to put work into me and develop me as a model. So Mm -hmm. that's been my journey so far. Wow. But yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. Okay, we asked you to think of an object that makes you feel like you've got your shit together. Hmm. That's really interesting. An object. Charged headphones. Charged headphones. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Charged headphones, yeah, that specifically. Is, yeah. These are not very well charged. Yeah. <laughs> but it they're is, charged enough. Yeah, it's gutting when you're out and about. And <laughs> yeah. I have AirPods that, like, one will go off and then I'm just living in anxiety for, like, five minutes and then the other goes off and then you're in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. With no music. But half of the time... And only your own thoughts. Who wants that? <laughs> half of the time, I must say... I'm not actually listening to music. Oh, it's just half an aesthetic the time, thing. It's not even that. It's just... Because the world can be so loud. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. I just want to just have some peace and quiet. That's quite, yeah, that's and sometimes nice. when you're having a busy day and you have no choice but to be around so much people and so much things is happening, yeah, that's like sometimes the only quiet you can get. That's so true. So yeah. sometimes it's just silence but most of the time i say i'll listen to music yeah. Yeah. and you've got like the big proper headphones not just the little oh i mean these are all right yeah. i had the noise cancelling ones oh yeah weren't mine they were my uncle's uh, yeah i took them he doesn't know i broke them <laughs> until now <laughs> <laughs> it's basically one day it just made like a whizzing t- sound wouldn't turn off and now oh, it won't God. even when i try to charge it it won't turn back on haven't broken the news <laughs> so basically i'm gonna break the news with a replacement oh that's nice yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't be angry at that exactly <laughs> Can you speak of a time in your life where you felt like you really had your shit together? Um, see, I haven't been on this earth for long. <laughs> um, yeah, you've achieved so much. Oh. 
honestly, it feels like that some days, but then other days I'm like, mm. what the hell? Um, I feel like in college I did. Okay. How long ago was this? Five? Four two. years ago. Three? <laughs> not two. Surely not two. <laughs> when I'm 20. Yeah. So technically four. Okay, cool. Um, Post-COVID. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. I felt like I had my shit together because I was very focused. I knew that I wanted to pursue music after college. Mm -hmm. So I was like, don't worry about that now. Make sure you're just focusing on um, what you're doing here. And I had a part-time job at Lush. So I was very much like, got your own money. You're PAing um, for somebody in music. So you're already like learning and you're able to focus on what you're studying Mm. so that by the time you finish, you're actually set up. Yeah. So that was the time I actually had my life together because there wasn't that much going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you were at college when it was COVID? Yeah, partially, yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So was that a lot of, like, studying at home? Yeah. I mean, I guess it was studying at home, but a lot of our modules were stuff that we needed to do in person, like sing in person and and produce in person. Um, So a lot of it we actually couldn't do. So a lot of it was just our teachers saying... I'm confused. You're confused. Yeah. Everyone's confused. We're all muddling through this together. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Um, so it meant that the board was changing a lot Completely. of our modules, which also meant that our deadlines were a lot shorter. So, yeah. Yeah, college was a mess. Yeah, God, I really feel for anyone who was, like, in education at that time. Yeah. Just, it seemed chaotic. It was chaos. And, it like, so chaos. much of that time is, like, about being with people your own age and like in a room with them and not being able to do that must have been really hard yeah and it's just that nobody knew what was going on like nobody had any clue when we were going to come back what that would look like and what our modules mean yeah and all of these things so literally but i'm actually really glad that our teachers were so transparent with us to be like i'm not gonna lie I don't have a fucking clue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would much would have rather that than them being like, and I know what's going on, because then I would have felt so much more confused. <gasps> yeah, for sure. Um, but they didn't know what was going on, which kind of just like put us at ease, because then it's like, you can only do so much. Like, you can't control things that are are not in your Literally, control. Literally, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Sounds like you were able to stay really focused during that then, if you... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got a distinction. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I did what I came to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did yeah. what I came to Nothing do. Nothing can hold you back. Okay, in opposition to that then, a time in your life where you felt like you really didn't have your shit together. I guess you could say now. Okay. Technically. Yeah. Technically. Why is that? Not not in like a, oh my days, I don't know, type Mm. vibe. I'm totally aware. There's just so many things that are going on in my life from different aspects of my creativity that feels discombobulated. Yeah. And you know when there's so many things that are... (laughs) Such a good word. (laughs) And you know when there's so many things that are happening (laughs) that you're like, nothing's actually like set in stone yet Mm -hmm. like for example if you go and you make a bunch of tracks and stuff and someone says oh yeah well we might release it or if you do if you are a model and you go to loads of castings and you're waiting to hear back if you've been casted it's like you're doing all of these things but nothing is quite set in stone yet so you know that it's like you're doing all the right things to get you on the right path but it's just like it's almost like just throwing shit out there yeah, and literally. waiting for one of them to land a Lit- little bit. Literally. Yeah. So that's why I'm somebody who likes to be a very, very organised person yeah, yeah. and being a creative is practically you impossible. Can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm learning to let go of that. Oh my God. It's <laughs> a hard general. thing though, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm learning to let go of that. So 
Yeah. That's why I don't feel that I have my life together, but I know it's completely fine. And yeah, and you just kind of have to give in to it and just trust, yeah. don't you? And like There's nothing you way. can do. Yeah, you, you can offer like your different set of skills and just wait until it's like going fishing and just waiting for something to bite. But that's the thing. You don't know when certain things will, no, will pick up. As I said, with the... Um, we had a conversation before. You'll probably be confused if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but with the whole fashion... Um, what would I say, like PAing internship yeah. that I'm about to do this week, all came from an interview that I had in April that I heard nothing back for That's for so crazy. until now. Mm-hmm. And me recording a song with Ant as well yeah, yeah, yeah. from just last year. Yeah. Didn't know anything will come of it. I record all the time. And now something's, something's getting released. It, yeah. So it's like that's what you have to do you know that eventually things will come of things plant your seeds yeah exactly <laughs> water them ever so often <laughs> exactly um yeah it's, it's funny that you should say that because I, th- I feel like i'm kind of in that period as well where it's like I, i'm kind of like doing three different things so like acting this podcast and like i do like spoken word poetry as well sure. and i love all of them equally kind of like um what you were saying before but it's it is that moment of kind of just throwing a few things out there and kind of seeing which is the one that will take my attention at that time, Mm -hmm. you know? Maybe that is just part of being an artist, really. Mm -hmm. No matter what age you're at, because I'm like 10 years older than you. um, I hope it gets clearer for you. Thanks, I'll take that. Um, um, Okay, so that was on now. You feel like you don't really have your shit together because of those reasons. Yeah, yeah, technically, but I'm okay with it. You're just riding the ride. That's fine. We love that. Three things that make you feel like shit. Going onto public transport when it's raining. Okay, tell me more. It makes me want to... It sounds really dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Before I say this. But it makes me want to take my skin off and put it in the washing machine. Oh, wow. Okay, wow. Yeah, that was dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because everyone's just damp everything's damp and everything's dirty and everything smells damp Mm -hmm. and everyone's miserable on a day-to-day everyone's miserable but when it's raining oh there's something i've thought this as well when i've got on the tube when you got on the tube and it's summer and it's hot it's fucking gross because it's like so sweaty and so hot but it's kind of equally if not worse bad when it's like a really rainy day and everyone gets on the tube and it's like the heat from the tube makes it like condensation-y and the oh that is really grim isn't it yeah that's number one okay um i don't like the smell of coffee you don't like the smell of coffee no do you like the taste of coffee no wow no um wow we're different (laughs) Like, both the taste and the smell are, like, my comfort. What makes me feel like shit? Mm. A hangover. A hangover, yeah. Mm-hmm. How are hangovers at the grand old age of 20? Because I can tell you, in eight years, you're going to fucking hate your life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends. Yeah. Um, I'm learning lessons every time. Great, it's all about growth. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about growth. I'm learning lessons every yeah. time. Like, if you're going home at this time, stop drinking by this time. Don't take a shot before you go. No, 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 no. Do you know what I mean? Unnecessary. (laughs) Literally, those type of things. Um, It's okay. Yeah. Most of the time. Sometimes I'm fighting for my life. Other times, I'm fine. Uh Uh-huh. What gets you through a hangover? Um, Getting some fresh air. Okay. Get yourself out. Um... Buying something to eat, not cooking. I, t- yeah. I mean, I don't like cooking anyway, so I don't know why I said that. But what kind of thing are you buying to eat? Um, like a fried chicken burger, okay. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like 
depends where I'm where I wake up. Okay. <laughs> if, okay. I wake up <laughs> if I'm like at one of my friends' house in like yeah, central or something, yeah. then I'll be like, let's go to a restaurant or something. Okay. And um drink some water and you'll be fine. Yeah. Even though you feel like you're gonna die. <laughs> it will pass. Yeah. It will pass. God. Mine are getting worse now and they last for like two days. And I used to hear like older people say that and I was like, oh, okay, bore off. But like gen <laughs> genuinely. It's like two days now. I, I feel anxious. Yeah, it gets worse. Okay, one more thing that makes you feel like shit. Waking up really early in the morning. Are you more of a night owl? Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what? I'm like kind of tired into being gaslit that we should wake up early. <laughs> Fair fucks. Fair fucks. <laughs> I, yeah, I recently learned that like we actually have different, is it circadian rhythms? And that some people just are naturally like morning people and some people are later in the day people. And yeah. that is me. And I am sick of feeling guilty about being tired until at least 2pm. <laughs> I get why, like, it makes sense to wake up early to start the day and stuff like oh, that. It's capitalism but then, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this is what get I'm saying. Work. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, you only know what's considered the norm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've just come to realise that I just, I function better later in the day. Yeah, me too. It's when I have my best ideas. <laughs> exactly the same. Yeah. Um... But I guess it is technically unhealthy. It's societally judged, isn't it? This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Tired of being gaslit, but yeah, literally. I used to think like when I was going to school and getting up at like seven thirty to get there for nine. Awful. Who'd do that to children? But I was like, start us later. Start us at ten, and I'll be I'll be way happier. My brain doesn't switch on literally. until twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're not drinking coffee as well, what is waking you up? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It's exactly until 12, oh I'm asleep. Yeah, there's Mentally, no help. like, there's nothing going yeah. on in my brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apart from the fact that why am I up before then? Yeah. Are you a good sleeper? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say so. Mm. I would say so. That's good. Hey, aunt. Hey. You do a great job in editing this podcast, might I say. If people like the podcast, what do they need to do? Like it. What else? Follow it on social media. And then what? They could share it with every single person they know. Thanks, Ant. You can go back to your corner now. Bye. Okay, three things that make you feel like the shit. Oh, shop tequila. <laughs> um, Before the hunger. <laughs> <laughs> when you're blissfully unaware. The first unaware. shop tequila. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where you feel invincible to a hangover and you kind of forget that the next day is going to feel absolutely awful. That moment where you're like, everything's great. Let's Let's get three more. That kind of vibe. Yeah, and then yeah. when you have those three, then you're like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, that. Um, sushi makes me happy. <gasps> sushi. But good sushi, though. Okay. Not bad sushi. What What kind of sushi are you talking? What's your favourite sushi? Um, I normally get, like, sushi from Waitrose. Mm -hmm. It's, it's good, that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sainsbury's sushi is just bottom bad, barrel. Bad and sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Itsu is bottom barrel. Mm-hmm. Wasabi, I, I can deal with. Wasabi's nice, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But Itsu is just, I feel like it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so bad. Oh my God. Suing the sushi. Literally. <laughs> and then, like, plate sushi restaurants and stuff. But, yeah. like, if I'm just feeling for sushi and want, like, a little takeaway mm. sushi, then. Yeah, Waitrose is pretty good. Waitrose or wasabi. Yeah. Have you ever made your own sushi? Yes, surprised I didn't kill myself, though. Why? Because it was so bad. I oh, didn't even no. know why I ate it. Oh, my God. I didn't eat all of it, because that would have been literally mentally insane. <laughs> but I had more than I should have. Oh, my God. And it wasn't even good. It was just because I'd put so much time and effort into it. Is it is a lot of effort. 
that I was like, I'm going to eat this regardless. It's quite fun, though. I've, I've made it twice in my life. Um, the first time wasn't so fun, but the second time, like, it, this was, like, two weeks ago, and my housemate had bought this, like, pink machine, <laughs> which was, like, a tube, and it looked... When she got it out, I was like, okay. <laughs> well, you bought like yourself the, there. The mat roller The mat, thing. that's, like, the classic way to do it, isn't it? Um, but, yeah, you put, like, the seaweed in, and then you make some, like, sticky rice, mm-hmm. put that in, cut up some cucumber and shit, put that in, and then just, like, pop it out. It's mad. Yeah. yeah. Eating something, that's the one thing I learned. Yeah. E- eating something <laughs> consistently doesn't yeah. mean that you'll necessarily be good at cooking it. Because when I did try to do sushi, and that's the thing, I Just because you're a connoisseur does not mean that you can... Uh... I literally thought I was going to be a pro to yeah, the point yeah. where I had nothing planned to eat for the rest of the day. Like, what an idiot! And you, <laughs> you've, just been, you've just been sat here shitting on Ipsu. And now you've realised that it's actually quite hard for them but to make But if you're going to make a sushi, like, business, basically, <laughs> then, come on, guys, it's not even the way how it's made. It's just the quality of it is rubbish. Mm. Like, it's probably not even, like, real fish. It's so weird. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a third thing that makes you feel like the shit. Refunds. Okay. Because... Yeah. It's the money that you've already spent, so you don't expect it back. Okay. And when you get it back, it's like, I've just been paid extra. That makes me feel good. Okay, so what kind of refund? Like, if you're, if you're returning things or, like, an unexpected refund? Yeah, like, if I'm returning things, yeah. if Uber Eats has taken too long to give me my yeah. order and they've given me credit, yeah. those type of They're things. They're actually very good at giving refunds as well, yeah. aren't they? I think unexpected money is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Yeah, credits for more sushi, you know? Can't complain there. Um, okay, something that makes you lose your shit in a positive and a negative way. Um, people who walk slowly when they don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that's a negative way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Londoner through and through. Like, oh my God. it really gets on my nerves. It, yeah, infuriating, infuriating. <laughs> when people are walking slowly, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to walk slowly, but then why are you walking in the middle of the road? Yeah. I just don't. <laughs> understand it there should be a fast lane and a slow lane yeah like yeah. someday i walk like at 100 miles per hour uh-huh. most of the time which is standard for london yeah mm-hmm. but those times that i feel like if i'm walking by a park and i want to take my time i'm very considerate of making sure that i'm not in anybody's way like yeah. anyone who wants to rush past me yeah. has loads of space to do yeah. that and i don't feel like loads of people are spatially aware do you know what? They are spatially aware. Yeah. They just don't give a fuck. They're just entitled. <laughs> yeah. They just like to walk slowly because it's fun. And I don't like that. Oh my God. No, definitely. Especially if you're in central London, like Oxford Street. I get it, like tourists and stuff, but there's nothing to see here. There's nothing to take a picture of. It's a flipping like yeah, TK yeah. Maxx. I love when that comes. <laughs> there's no need for you to like be walking Meander. so yeah. slowly. Yeah. Just move yeah. out of the way. Move out of the way. They, they should make fast lanes. Yeah, they should definitely. I think it was Tim, one of our previous guests, and he said one of his pet aches was when people stop at the bottom of an escalator. Yeah. And like, You'd like oh my bump God. into them. Yeah. Like, why would you just stop there? Yeah. But I had it when, because um, like, uh, we're from Manchester, and um, when I first moved to London, mm. I went back, I got the train home, and my dad picked me up from the station, and I started walking with him, and he was like, why are you walking so fast? And I was like, it's just... I mean, it's just part of me now. Why are you walking so slowly? I've got places to be. <laughs> I've got things to do. You're making it slower for us both to get there. But I find it if they come down to London or if I have like friends from not London who come and visit me, they're really like overwhelmed with how fast I'm walking. But mm. I can't imagine it another way now. I've lived like this for too long and too successfully. 
Um, Same. It, yeah, it's just a better use of time. Exactly. Mm. We don't have much, so yeah. if you're able to walk fast, walk fast. Yeah. It's like walking slow. <laughs> <laughs> to take things in. No time for that. Something that makes you lose your shit in a positive way. Um, like when you go to a party or something mm-hmm. and you hear like one of your favourite songs, but not a song that you think other people know. So you didn't think it would be played in the first place. Wow. Yeah. That makes That's me That's specific, but it's cool. Have you had that recently? Yeah, but I don't remember the song. Yeah. 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 It's great when you're like in a room with all your mates and like a banger comes on. Like nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. A moment that you found some shit out about yourself. What was the moment that you decided that you wanted to do a certain kind of music or that you wanted to model or like fashion talk about fashion a little bit yeah. i read in your bio that you put your grandma as like an inspiration yeah for sure yeah. i always steal stuff out of her wardrobe uh-huh she steals my clothes too it's weird yeah. not my like not like my crop tops and stuff that would be crazy <laughs> but like anything that fits mm-hmm. like she'll wear and i didn't really realize like how influenced I was mm-hmm. by her clothes until like I was pretty much in her wardrobe every other day. This really? is hers, by the way. That was very cool. I noticed that before. It's like a white shirt. Yeah. Yeah, it's is, lovely. Yeah, this is her. She yeah, doesn't yeah. know I have it. So. <laughs> until this podcast. <laughs> um. Everyone's finding stuff out. My uncle, yeah, my yeah. grand. <laughs> what the Maybe fuck else is she taking? should be a moment everyone else finds some shit out about you. Um, right. So your grandma's a big influence. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, Something I have found out about myself is that, like, I am very headstrong in what I want to do. Okay. And when you're younger, and I was naturally around a lot of people who are older than me, they always try to, like, give advice, Mm. which is completely fine. Um, But it just made me realise that I'm able to actually, like, stand on what I want to do. That's so good. And I'm very, like decisive yeah when i want to be decisive you seem like you know yourself very well yeah yeah do you think that's something that you've kind of always had naturally or yeah yeah i definitely think that and because i spent like a lot of time around my grand and still do Mm -hmm. so like she just well my parents as well but like when you have like a older older influence Mm. in your life when they're at a stage where they literally don't give a, a yeah. one single fuck, like <laughs> zero fucks. Yeah, yeah. Like, I still feel like my parents, to some extent, give a couple fucks. Yeah, yeah, they're not yeah. at that no give fucks age, yeah. which probably comes like after 70. And they're yeah. not there, my granny's. Yeah. So she's like very much of like, you know you the most. So you do what you want to do and don't let anyone else persuade you to do something that you do not want to do. Yeah. And that's when I realised that, like, I'm not just embodying this advice. I am actually like this. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so lovely. Shittest piece of advice you've received? It's to do career-wise when they're like, just focus on this first. And then you can move on to what else you want to do. Uh And I'm like, and what the fuck are you doing, Susan? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck all. Like, leave me alone. 
And do you mean that in reference to like you having so many ambitions that people yes. are like stick to one and stay like and perfect that first? Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. I get it. But like, especially in the creative industry, most yeah. of the people who are up there making all the decisions don't even know what the fuck's going on. No. Don't have any of the fucking qualifications that yeah. they're supposed to have. So why the hell am I worried? I'm yeah. actually good at what I do. Like, yeah, 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 I don't yeah. care. So it's like when people say that, I'm just like, okay, cool. Well, it kind of goes back to that thing that we were talking about at the beginning, which is like people saying that to you and that kind of coming from a place of maybe it's their projection of like they had to choose one thing and stick to it. So therefore you should also be less ambitious. Yeah, for sure. Dream smaller and like, yeah. It's just uncommon and a lot of people find it hard to like multitask or like, Mm. like more than one thing at once. But also it's that kind of miss i don't i can't think the word of it but this uh not correct idea of like if you were doing many things you won't do any of them excellently whereas yeah. actually like you can do all of them how do they excellently. think like yeah a triple threat like evolved yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then now people expect people to be triple threats mm. if you want to like go into the whole singing thing and you want to go to like atelier conte yeah. and stuff you can't just go there being a singer. You have to be able have to dance and act and all world. of these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you want to have as many things on your belt as possible? Mm. But it's not even that. I'm just doing it because I enjoy it. And if I like it, then why the fuck not? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really yeah. what it is. Completely. Um, that's cool. Um, okay, shit you wish you'd known sooner. That stuff just isn't that deep. <laughs> like, no matter how deep you think something is... It's not that deep. Yeah. It's not that deep. Like, going into a shop and someone saying good morning and then you s- say good afternoon back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> little things like that. You could be thinking about that, that for, like, days. Ages, yeah, like, yeah, thinking yeah. that person probably thinks I'm so yeah. fucking stupid. But they've got other things going yeah. on in their life. They've moved on. They don't even... Yeah. They probably didn't even realise it happened. Mm. So it's just, like, that's the thing of, like, making sure that I'm aware that the only main character of your own life is you. So true. <laughs> so no in one's every, thinking about you that deeply. In everybody's yeah. other stories, yeah. like, you have to be the main character of your own story, of obviously. Course. It'd be weird if you weren't. But <laughs> you can't expect to be that in other people. Yeah. And you shouldn't want to be. No, 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 no. Because no. I remember way too fucking much. <laughs> so I think that's it. Just like, it's just not that deep. That's good. So we asked you to think of a shit shot. Now, that is a photo of you that might have been on Instagram or, like, in the media that to the outside eye looks like you have your shit together when at the actual time you didn't feel like you did. Oh, let's have a look. Let's have a little gander. Woo! This one. Okay, so can you describe what we are seeing here? (laughs) So what you are seeing is me in the studio Uh with a number one sign in the back Mm -hmm. from someone who actually earned that, not me. (laughs) Um, and that was during the recording process of my first EP. Wow. Um, it was not planned to do this EP. I was just given like four dates by the producer, just came over and mm-hmm. did that. Shout out to Ashley every time. <laughs> and um, I had just come back from Portugal that week. Wow. And I was like, I don't know what this is going to look like. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it fun and exciting times, but I honestly had like, not a clue you just kind of went in there and just to see what came of it like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. literally yeah. i had like no idea what i wanted 
the songs to sound like, what mm. I wanted the songs to be about. But we recorded the EP in four days. Oh my gosh. And were you like writing the lyrics and stuff in there? Yeah. Wow. Only one song that is on the EP was something that I had pre-written before. Wow. Everything else was completely fresh. And even yeah. with that, we made some tweaks and stuff. Um, the only time I went back in the studio that month past those four days were just for um, some of the features to come in and record their part. Um, so that whole process, I'd never recorded an EP before, as I said. Mm-hmm. But it's not just about the recording of the EP. I'd never actually gone through the process of releasing something single by single, wow. doing all of these music videos, yeah. doing doing PR to this extent yeah. um, and stuff like that. And how has that all felt doing it? Kind of the, you know, your ambition and the hypothetical of it and then it becoming something that you're actually doing with your days. Yeah, you know? I mean... How did that feel? Mental. Yeah. <laughs> it literally feels mental. Yeah. Um, like, it's crazy. I'm still... I still will continue to promote the rest yeah. of the EP even once I do my new one for, like, the rest of the yeah. year or forever really always got to promote your music and what you do but um it's definitely things that i'd never even thought about it's always the things you never think about you know you have to record the music you know you have to release it yeah you know you might do like a a music video but then you're like oh fuck i need to do a rollout i need to email this person yeah I need to actually get, like, interviews and all of these things, which is not necessarily important. It just depends on what's important to you as an artist. But it's just, like, not being aware. Everything was fresh and new. Mm. Um, What I was just used to releasing, I only had three singles out at the time, three or four, over the span of, like, a a year. Yeah. So I was definitely taking my time. Um, But this one, it was, like, every three weeks I had a song coming out. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, so it was crazy. God, and it's kind of like going back to what you were saying before as well about, I think particularly now in this like era of like Mm -hmm. artistry, everyone needs to have like, it's not just about making the music, it's also about knowing how you're going to promote yourself and it's like knowing what you want your image to, like having a really clear image of what Mm -hmm. you want your image to look like or how you want like your music video to Mm -hmm. look and how to then put that on social media and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, you. it's so much, like, to think of further than just the song that you're making. Exactly. Yeah. Especially when you're an independent artist. That's what yeah. I was saying, like, I have experience in PR. Yeah. I have experience in photography. Yeah. Photography. I can stage photos. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can do yeah. a bunch of stuff. Not necessarily th- all things that I would have picked if I wasn't an independent artist. Yeah. So, yeah. It's amazing, it's amazing. So, Cyan, mm-hmm. have you got your shit together? No. <laughs> no. To be completely honest, no. But I will do. Yeah. But does anyone, you know? No. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's the point. That's why we're here, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but I definitely do feel like I have a clearer vision of what yeah. I want to do and achieve in general. Because I feel like knowing what you want to do and achieve with no actual steps in your mind of how to get there can be a lot more frustrating like you feel like you're stuck yeah but I'm grateful that I'm in a position now where I'm like I know what I want to do and I also know the steps that I need to Mm -hmm. get me to that place yeah so now I feel a lot more like confident because I'm like you're on the path to the shit together yeah bim bam bosh type vibe yeah (laughs) well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for bearing with 
the studio of course, chaos. no problem. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. This podcast is produced by Ant Hickman. The artwork is produced by Tim Saunders and the photography is by Patch Bell. A massive thank you to Cassia for letting us use their song Slow. See you on the next episode of Have You Got Your Shit Together. Now and then I'm just a little bit low I always try to lose my mind in a conversation with you 